on this episode of Cities Work, a tribute to unsung heroes in local government. But we are basically the liaison between the residents and the city council, along with our city manager. So we are the ones that are making the machine run really well. And you rarely hear about us unless something got broken. We are just that liaison. We are the one that loves to work with our residents and get them what they need so that they're happy and they're satisfied and they're getting their services and everything else the city provides for them. Where would our cities be without great clerks and recorders? They notify us of city business. They run municipal elections. They give the public access and documentation to important information about where we live. I'm Susan Wood, host of the City's Work Podcast, a podcast about challenges, issues, and ideas shared by local leaders from the Utah League of Cities and Towns. During the first week of May every year, local leaders celebrate Professional Municipal Clerks Week. It's a tradition that began in 1969 after President Ronald Reagan signed an official proclamation. So in this episode, we'll take a closer look at how they improve our lives and what local elected officials really ought to know about them from a group of Utah clerks and recorders themselves. They can't survive without us, <laughs> quite literally. We're the ones that keep them on track. Just because we're, we're the constant, I mean, elected officials come and go, and we're the steady one that's there. We have the history of the city. We keep all of the records, Keep try to keep everything organized. So we are basically one of their key players if they learn to understand that. That's Colleen Mulvey, the Cedar Hills City Recorder and president of UMCA, the Utah Municipal Clerks Association. Joined by other clerks and recorders at an annual training recently, we spoke about some of the specifics these professionals deal with every day. To start, what's the difference between a clerk and recorder? Pretty much it's the same job. Just in Utah, it's called recorders if you're working for a city. If you're a town, it's called a town clerk. But we basically are the records administrators, the election official. We work with the mayor and the council and the city manager uh, compiling the agenda packets. We do the minutes. We're pretty much like the go-to person for the city. And there's the city council minutes, which is not an easy task dealing with. The city council minutes are, are very time consuming and that eats up a lot of time for city clerks and recorders. Not only do we do city council meetings, but a lot of us are involved with our planning commissions, our other boards and commissions. So it really depends on your city, how your organization charts set up. Now you've probably heard of grandma. It's clerks and recorders who deal with grandma and not that grandma. Let's talk about grandma requests. First, someone's going to have to explain what a grandma request is because it's not like an older woman walking into City Hall. It stands for Government Records Access Management Act. And so it's in Utah code, it's a law. And it's a really, really, really long code. And it's very, very complicated. Lots of gray areas. But basically, the records of a public entity belong to the public. In certain cases, they cannot have the information. If it's protected, private, controlled, there's just a few areas where they cannot. So we need to be up on what these laws are, what we can and cannot allow the public to see. The request could be from a news reporter, from the public, basically from anyone. And there's no limit on how many 
or how often the public might ask for these records. A normal one that's not expedited, you have to respond to the requester within 10 days of receiving the request. It doesn't mean you have to give them the records. You need to respond to them, letting them know your time frame, letting them know if you have the records, letting them know if you're going to deny partially the records or, you know, the, every circumstance is different. And if it's expedited, it shortens it to five business days that you have to respond. So are there nuisance requesters? Yes, there are. And there's another thing that's very common. It's data mining. Companies that are requesting our public records, say, for example, information on all of our invoices. Who do we pay? What do we pay them? And things like that. And we have to give them this information because it's public. But you get a request, okay, we want your invoices from every single company for the last six months. How should the system change to make it so it's less onerous and fair? For me, I, I don't mind the residents, you know, because there are a lot that are interested in what the city council talks about. And it's pretty typically when it's a hot topic. But for the data mining, because these companies are just out there getting information for free from us because they're making profit off of it. For example, we had a pool company ask us, how many homes in your city show me permits for swimming pools? And it's public records. So we have to go dig all these records and all they're doing is selling them pool supplies. So it's things like that that I think are broken and not fair. Recorders and clerks are the ones responsible for posting public meeting notifications. Posting our agenda has to be 24 hours or longer. You cannot have a meeting unless it's an emergency meeting. It has to be 24 hours ahead of the meeting. And again, depending on the size of your city, how many bulletin boards you have to post it on, has to go to the newspapers, it has to go on your website, on the public notice website. And then as far as after the meeting, any minutes that were approved in that meeting have to be put on the public notice website within three business days of approval. And you also have to make sure that your audio recording of the meeting is available for the public. As technology advances around us, that has to impact your job probably far more than most of us. Has it made life easier or more difficult? Well, the fact that I don't have to print out a 200-page packet and get on my pony and write it over to the mayor's office, yeah. Because I use Dropbox. Well, not actually, I use SharePoint now, but it's similar to Dropbox where we just transfer all the electronic documents in and our council picks it up through their email and it's so much better. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're saving paper and it does save a lot of time. And thanks to technology, namely electronic meetings, along with adaptable clerks and recorders, our cities and towns continued public meetings during the pandemic. Up next, a woman who served in this municipal government role for more than two decades. First, a special thanks to our league sponsor, Y2 Analytics, turning data into clear, actionable solutions. Now, Annette Spenlove joins us, who just retired from North Ogden after working since 2001 as the part-time deputy city recorder and then the full-time city recorder and human resource director since 2002. Welcome, Annette. How's retirement? It's been wonderful and challenging and a little hard sometimes, and I've learned a lot of things from many, many people. What should residents know about the important role of a clerk and recorder in local government? 
the clerks and recorders, they keep all the records by code. They're the record keeper of meeting minutes, agendas, ordinances, resolutions, history, contracts, agreements, the oath of offices, elections. Um, Many of them write the ordinances and resolutions. And for instance, if they need a building permit, the process they need to go through, where they start, or an extra garbage can, what they need to do, or where to go to look for codes. Now that all the technology we have, they can pretty much go to most websites of most towns or cities and find the information they need there. Uh, Everything's at their disposal. But one of the things citizens need to know is that city recorders need to act and respond within the code, the state code, the city codes, uh, laws, all of those things. It seems like every year legislative changes are made that affect directly cities. That means continual training for clerks and recorders, doesn't it? Yes, and it's definitely important. My biggest thing, I served three years as the Utah Municipal Clerks Association president, and I was set on committees before I was, did all those things. But one of my biggest, I guess what I pushed was training because those laws changed so much. And one of the challenges for city recorders and town clerks is they're not able to get the training they need to keep abreast of all these required changes, laws, all those things. They need the training. It just seems a little overwhelming when you talk about all the things that clerks and recorders are responsible for, plus additional duties based on city needs, and the training on top of that. Boy, how tough is it to be a city recorder? When I first started, and the very, very first, we have what's called the Institute and Academy, where uh, you can get your certified municipal clerk or your master municipal clerk. The very first one I went to, I was so overwhelmed. And that is the response of many new recorders. Not only is the education important, but the networking of other city recorders is important. One of the highlights, I guess the highlight of all this career for me was getting to know my citizens, meeting other people, elected officials, city recorders, appointed officials, throughout the world. In different conferences I got to go to, studying in on the Utah League of City and Towns Board was just so much information for me that I could take back to the city recorders throughout the state. And of course, the League always came to us at our conferences and brought information, new information we needed to know. It's just so important and it just develops over years gathering all that information. And then when things change, learning the new information, it's continuous always. But it's challenging, but it was mostly fun. What have been some of the most particularly challenging times over the years for you? One of my challenges was, well, just for me, is always new council members, new mayors that come in And the private sector does things a little bit different than the public sector. And most of it is done because the way we do it in the public sector is because of the laws that we have and the things we have to meet. But I've not had a council or a mayor who didn't understand that. And I'm not putting down the private sector because the private sector, their roles in that bring so many good changes for us in the public sector, 
they have so many good ideas and they kind of mold together and make things better for us. We can work through those things. I guess it, it was challenging to teach them those things and help them to understand those things because a lot of elected officials come in because they don't like the way something's being done and they want to change it. For instance, I've had several council members say, I was tired of the building on the hill. People wanting to build homes up on the hill, not realizing that people own that property and the city can only stop them in certain ways with zoning, regulations, and those kinds of things, but they own the property and we have to allow them to have their property rights according to the law, you know, what the law requires. So those are some of the challenges, you know, and elections. City recorders are also usually election officials. I remember sitting in a meeting and a town clerk didn't know she had to have an election and missed the elections. Oh, no. And yeah, and it just hit me. And I it just hit me so strong. How did she not know? But she was new to the position and her mayor and council didn't know. And just a small town. And believe me, that will never happen in that small town again. Because they did get a lot of press about it and all those things. But that was just a challenge to me that we needed to keep abreast of all the changes and all the things that were required of us. And that's why city recorders have so much training. You know, we talked a moment about what made the job rewarding and a lot of it was the interactions with other local leaders. What else? What did you like about it? Oh, I loved that I challenged myself to learn things and I didn't know those things. And I knew more about my community. I always thought, I mean, just after being a city recorder a few years, town clerk a few years, why aren't they teaching municipal government in high school? Why aren't the students learning? I mean, they're going into those municipalities and towns, you know, they're, they're going in there not knowing what they can do for their city and what their city can do for them. That's probably why you were involved to a great degree with the Youth City Council. Yes, I, that was the highlight of my career too, part of it. And we had several wonderful youth leaders that took that on and built it strong. And it was so fun to see those students grow and be, you know, just they're adults now. And they're, I mean, they, they've got children of their own. There's just so many things that I've been so blessed to learn and know and be part of. Was the request to pull records sometimes overwhelming for you in your role as recorder? Well, sometimes those grandma requests I received were huge and weren't wasn't something that would take a month. It takes several months. And those were the ones that were, were hard. I didn't have a lot of the same person sending the same thing all the time. Some city recorders do, and it's challenging for them because they have a a certain time length, they need to get those out, time frame, they need to get those out to the requester. And then they have to go through and see if it's stuff they can release to them. I've never had it as bad as some other city recorders have had. But that's the importance of the public getting to know what municipal government is about, how they can help them, being involved in it. 
Why is it so important that residents learn more about how municipal government works? First of all, many people are frustrated with our federal government and they take it out on the local government because they're the closest. In all my career, from Huntsville to North Ogden, I have found that local government is transparent. They do give you the information, ask for it. Uh, that's, that's why we have grammar requests. Some of them don't require grammar requests. Attend a meeting or to listen to them. Now they're on YouTube, they're, you can listen to them on Zoom. It is so convenient for you to find out about your local government, what's going on. Hear it for yourself so you understand. And if you don't understand, call your government leaders and ask them. They're going to be transparent with you. Communicate and learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Annette, we thank you for the wonderful service that you've given our Utah communities for so many years. And we hope you have a real fulfilling retirement ahead. Thank you. Thank you. We'd like to thank our guests on today's podcast, Colleen Mulvey, president of the Utah Municipal Clerks Association, and the former UMCA president, Annette Spinlove. And in honor of Professional Municipal Clerks Week, remember to extend your appreciation to your local clerk or recorder. We hope you enjoyed the City's Work podcast, a production of the Utah League of Cities and Towns. You can find all our podcasts on our website, ulct.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Susan Wood.